Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you take your Bibles, let's turn to 2 John. It looks like I'm reading the whole thing, which I think is just one chapter. But if you're using your pew Bibles, you see that that starts on page 1905. 2 John, the entire chapter. To the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, who will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your chosen sister send their greetings. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts this morning. Thank you, Rick. That was a letter from the Apostle John directed to a mother and uh, commended her for her faith and uh, raising her children in the Christian life, telling her to keep on keeping on. Most of us uh, have loving thoughts, most of us, I say, of our mothers now, and also fond memories towards our mothers that are no longer with us. So, you know, just because uh, it's Mother's Day and you, you may not be a mother, but at least you had a mother, otherwise you wouldn't be here, would you? Mother's Day comes around once a year. You know, choosing a gift for mothers it's, can be a challenge. Some, some get gifts, I assume some get gifts, or we do something for them, which we ought to. I cook breakfast for, for my, not my mother. Melissa's mother, my wife, and she's still here. She didn't die of food poisoning, thank you very much. 
So it is a challenge to, you know, get some gifts every year, isn't it? You know, and uh, some of them are on a diet, so you can't buy them chocolates. And so, you know, you do your best. I'll tell you a story. It reminds me of three sons that left home and they went out on their own and they prospered. They all became rich, very rich. And uh, they discussed the gifts that they were able to give to their elderly mother. And she was getting a bit feeble-minded as well, you know, like some of us do. And their eyesight wasn't as good as it used to be. And, uh, you know, she had cataracts and all that. So they were talking about, the first son says, I built a big house for mom. Built a big house for our mother. And that's what I did. So very good. And the second son, he says, I bought mom a new Mercedes along with a driver, a chauffeur. Third son, which the mother really favored, the little one, the smaller one who's now grown up, said, well, you remember how much uh, mother loves and enjoys reading the Bible, but she's not able now because of her, her eyesight and everything. She can't see very well, and she's also feeble-minded. So what I did, I sent her this remarkable parrot, and uh, it, it recites the entire Bible. And the elders at the church, they spent 12 years teaching this parrot how to recite the Bible. Now, Mama just has to name the chapter and verse, and the parrot will automatically recite it. Well, soon thereafter, their mother sent out letters of thanks. William, first son, she wrote, the house you built was so huge, but I only live in one room, and I have to clean the whole house. Arnold, second son, She said, I am too old to travel. I stay most of the time at home, so I rarely use the Mercedes. And that driver is so rude, he's such a pain. But David, her favorite, she said, the chicken you sent me was absolutely delicious. (laughs) So, all right. She got up. Mercedes and uh, also a cataract. Cataract, you get it? Cadillac. All right. So, most of us know and always knew that our mothers love us or loved us, even though we weren't perfect little angels. I know I wasn't, believe it or not. Unfortunately, not all, all of us have such loving thoughts and memories towards our parents and We've got to feel sorry for those that don't have those fond memories of a loving mother. But regardless of what our mothers are or were like, there is always a truth that we can rely on, absolutely rely on, take it to the bank. And that is the love of God. The love of God. Now regardless of whether you have or had a loving mother or father, The Christian knows that our Heavenly Father, his love goes far deeper than any human love could possibly reach. God loves you more than any earthly mother, any human mother could ever love you. His love doesn't change like 
wavering emotions of human beings. There's a hymn that you might be familiar with. It's written by a man named Samuel Francis. He experienced a renewal of his faith. And he wrote a song called, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. He wrote it after he had a spiritual turning point in his life as a teenager when contemplating suicide. One night on a bridge overlooking the River Thames in London, England. It was a revival. He focused back on what's most important, the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus. And he wrote, oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me, underneath me, all around me, is the current of your love leading onward, leading homeward to your glorious rest above. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Tis heaven of heavens to me, and it lifts me up to glory, for it lifts me up to thee. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Spread his praise from shore to shore. How he loves us, ever loves us, changes never, never more. Jesus' love never changes. He loves us continuously, 100%, all of the time. It never changes, it never wavers, unlike human emotions. So that man who wrote that, he knew before, he knew because... Jesus died for him, and he wanted to live for Jesus. He was, came to a desperate point in his life, and he wanted to do away with his life. And because he knew that Jesus died for him, he wanted to live for Jesus. Amen? Jesus loved us so much, he stretched out his loving arms on that cross, that cruel cross for you, had his nails pierced his hands and his feet to suffer and die and pay the penalty for our sins. And those that place their believing trust in him can not only be part of his family now, but also be welcomed into his eternal home when we leave this world. So we read, we read how much Jesus loved his mother, his own mother, Mary, he was thinking about her even while he was on that cross, suffering in the midst of all the worst pain imaginable. You can read that over in John, who was there at the cross. In John chapter 19, those that take notes, in verse 24, the Roman soldiers, they wanted to, instead of tearing the garment that Jesus was wearing, his cloak, he said, let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. 
And this happened that the scripture might be fulfilled, which said, they divided my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. And that's taken from Psalm 22, 18, another prophecy that was fulfilled. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, Mary. His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, and John's talking about himself, and of course Jesus loved all of them, but he thought he had a special relationship with him, and maybe he did. And there the disciple whom Jesus loved, standing nearby, and he said to his mother, Jesus did, Dear woman, here is your son, referring to John, and to the, the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her home into his house. So Jesus was thinking about his mother, and how John was to take care of her. And also he was thinking about us on that cross. He was thinking about you in the midst of his suffering. He was thinking about you. And there's another song that goes, when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. Remember that. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. And we need to get our minds on Jesus because Jesus' mind is on us. While he was suffering agony in the midst of it all, what he was going through, he knew that he would pay the sacrifice, pave the way in order for us to be forgiven of our sins, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his love towards us. What more could he do? What more of a demonstration could he do that while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us? That's how much he loved us. That's the demonstration of real love in action what more could he do and because of what Jesus did for us we not only need to trust him as our saviour but also to completely surrender to him as Lord and that means putting him first in our lives Jesus said you can't serve two masters need to put him first, not holding anything back or turning back from following him and obeying him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And they're not hard if we keep our focus upon him and put him first. And when we put Jesus first in our life, we'll find that our life on earth will be worth the living. He said, I have come not only to give them life, he's talking about spiritual life, but to give it more abundantly. Abundantly. And if you put Jesus first, you'll have joy and peace, and you'll, you'll have an abundant life. And it just falls into place that way. Jesus was moved with compassion the lost souls and he wept for them and many mothers often shed many tears and prayed many prayers for their children 
And few things are more powerful than the tears and the prayers of a loving mother. As Napoleon said, the hand that rocks the cradle can change the world. Mothers understand this. Mothers, nothing leads you more to prayer than your children. They understand this, and more often than not, and the only voice we can rely on sometimes is our mothers. We could rely on them. We could trust them. They never let us down. They always encouraged us to be the best we could be with our limitations. They knew us, or they know us, better than anybody else. Why? We were attached to them with that cord of love, the umbilical cord. Can't fool mom. You were attached to them as one. Nobody knows us better than our mothers. And they believe in us. And they know we have the potential to do so much better, even when others don't and they don't really know us. I remember I had a horrible, I shouldn't say that, but she was, horrible teacher when I was about seven years old. And she's just mean and nasty. And she, you know, just, she's, I don't know why she became a teacher, maybe because she hated kids. She just wanted to get her own back. I don't know the reason why, but she was just a, a mean, mean person. And she didn't like me. don't know why, but. Why, why wouldn't she? I, mean, I don't know. And she wrote a horrible report that he's a numbskull. He's a scatterbrain. He'll never amount to anything. And my mother read that and she went right to the school and confronted her face to face. And she stood up for me. Because our mothers know better the most people. One son, uh, I mentioned this before, that one son phoned his mother regularly, especially after she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. He was separated by miles, and during the phone call, just before she died, she knew there was something wrong just by the sound of his voice. Mothers know that. Can't fool mom. And she said, son, I know by the sound of your voice there's something wrong. Is there something troubling you? Am I right? Of course, they're always right. We can't fool them. We can't fool our mothers, even if we try, right? We've tried. You can't fool them. They can just see right through you. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of that cord. So reluctantly, he shared. Obviously, he didn't want to put more of a burden on her. She's got stage four cancer. But she asked him, he said, well, life's kind of getting a little bit too stressful right now. But it was nothing to worry about. Of course, mothers do. I know you do. It's one thing to tell them not to worry, but they do. And then without hesitation, she began to pray for him over the phone. 
and she was on the phone praying for him for 10 minutes, asking God to help her son in the midst of his struggles, even during the midst of her suffering. Just like Jesus, in the midst of his suffering, he was praying for his mother and for us. And this demonstrates an unselfish love, the unselfish love of a mother, especially those that have a personal relationship with Jesus. You can't love others until you receive love. Jesus is love because Jesus is God and God is love. You can't love others without receiving love. Because mothers have a walk with the Lord, they, they have ability to love, not only to love their children, but also to love others. Even in the midst of their own pain and suffering and difficult circumstances. I'd like to read a poem written by a daughter about a mom. For, this is for all mothers, of course, it's Mother's Day. It says, from the moment we met, a bond was made. You held me in your arms, a loving embrace and a tender smile. From that moment on, you were always known as mom. From my first steps to my first word, you were there for it all. I remember you reading stories, telling me tales, both big and small. You raised me to be respectful teaching me right from wrong, pushing me to reach higher and taught me to stand tall. Through all the challenging obstacles, you were there to support and encourage. You watched me grow up and become who I am today. I'll always hold on to the memories you've made and look forward to the ones to come. On this Mother's Day, I say thank you. And that goes out to all the mothers. Standing with us through thick and thin. Never replaceable. Always dependable. You're one in a million. You're one in a million. Mothers are truly a gift from God. And we should thank him every day. And cherish them why we still have them around because there's going to come a time when they won't be. Amen? We'll never find a more faithful, loving friend than a loving mother. Other than Jesus Christ, of course. And I'd like to close with a hymn that's familiar to you. And we need to remember it, because it's true. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. So take it to the Lord in prayer. 
Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness, so take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield you. You will find a solace there. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we are so thankful to be here this morning. We thank you for loving us and being reminded how much you do love us. And, uh, Thank you for our loving mothers that we miss. Help us to cherish the ones that are still here. And we thank you so much for paying that price on the cross. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. Imagine dying for those that we love, but imagine dying for those that hate us. Well, we know that you did because you love people and you're not willing that any should perish that all should come to repentance and be part of your family help us to love others the way that you love us help us to keep your commandments help us to put you first and we know that when we do that Everything will just fall into place. We'll have a peace that passes all understanding and a purpose in life and a reason to live. Because you live, we can face tomorrow. Because you live, all fear is gone. Because I know you loved us enough to die for us to enable us to live for you because of your Holy Spirit that lives in us. And may we be the people that you would want us to be. And we thank you for our mothers and thank you for their memories and the ones that still remain. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.